Greg. How are you? Yeah, okay. good. <laughs> That's right. Well, um, luckily, I went to the gym this morning, so uh, feeling a little bit, um, yeah, tired and everything else, which is good, I suppose, yeah. I yeah. suppose so, if you like that sort of thing. Well, yeah, I don't know that I do. <laughs> well, don't, don't do it too often, then. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Every time I go back, it's like they say, "Who's it? What are you, a new member or something?" So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Nolene, thanks for joining us here at the last post. Oh, not at all. Wonderful. My, uh, my pleasure. We're here to promote, um, or at least talk about and promote your marvelous book, "Living in the Sixties." Um, what a book! You've got. A, have you had a look at it? Yeah. It's a good-looking book. Oh. I'm happy with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's because, you know, they have all those fabulous photos at the National Library, of course. Mm. Um, so uh, it's a way of getting their collection out into the public eye by doing books such as this. So I was very happy to be involved. Wonderful. And um, who better to do a story on the 60s than you? <laughs> I was certainly there. Yeah, <laughs> and oddly enough, I remember it. <laughs> that's right. Well, you know, you were part of um, perhaps three of the more pivotal programs in Australian mu uh, television history with um, Mavis Bramston, My Name's Magooley, and um, The Naked Vicar Show too, I think. Yeah, The Naked Vicar was a bit later. That mm. was in the 70s. Mm, but right. uh, certainly the 60s to the 70s. I was very, very lucky to be in all those shows. And they ran for such a long time, you know. Well, uh, with the Mavis Bramston show, we did something like 40 weeks a year. Mm. And there's only 52 weeks in the year, as you know. Yeah. Uh, so there was a lot of work on hours television every week for a few people, learning yeah. new material. And yeah, um, before the days of uh, auto-cue, yeah, that's right. It, it was absolutely brilliant, Nolene. I mean, um, how old was I? I don't know, eight or nine, and, and, and we just loved it. I guess we watched it because Mum and Dad watched it too. I guess I've met a lot of people who say I was too young to watch the most. <laughs> we had to watch it from, um, you know, behind the closed door or something yeah. like that. <laughs> but, but how brilliant. And, um, and then My Name's Magooley, which was equally brilliant. So... I believe you started off, you were doing, you were a library assistant in, in Marrickville or something? I was, yes. That's, uh, that's my first real job. I obviously worked for Christmas holidays at various things, but my first real job was at the Marrickville Library. You would yeah. have been an interesting library assistant. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the days of... Um, Pencil skirts and very high heels. Yeah. So, uh, and I, I didn't wear glasses, but I might have worn my hair in a bun occasionally. Brilliant, brilliant. So, <laughs> everything was so fashionable back in the 60s. It we certainly... were very fashionable, that's right, at the beginning of the 60s. Mm. And then at the end of the 60s, we threw it all away for the hippie look. Yeah, that's right. It, things, it never has there been such a dynamic decade, and certainly worth talking about. Um, did you have a feeling at the beginning of the 60s that things were about to change? Yes, I suppose I did. Um, I, could, I could tell that uh, young people were, uh, you know, there were suddenly a, a lot of young people, mm. uh, and they would have been, the baby boomers were, were coming up, and the, uh, people were actually designing clothes for younger people so yeah. you didn't have to look like your mother when you went out <laughs> and uh, I could see that people had realised you know it was full employment in those early days of mm. the 60s and young people even though they didn't get a lot of money had money to spend 
Mm. So for the first time, I think they went, oh, there's money in these young kids. Let's uh, do something for them. So, you know, there were dances for kids and young people and uh, 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 the music changed. Everything was sort of uh, a bit more out there. Mm. Uh, Yeah, it was exciting, I thought. Because the 50s were pretty bloody stodgy. <laughs> Actually, you've just taken away my next question, and that was going to be, Nolan, was it exciting? And I guess with your answer there, yes. But did you latch on to anyone in particular that led you down the path of acting, or is it just something you thought, I'm going to try this? When we were kids, we used to go to um, Grace Brothers on Broadway, yeah, where they used to well. have musical events. Yeah. And um, it must have been for children during the you know, Christmas holidays or school holidays or whatever. And they had a proper stage and everything. I can just remember looking up at the acts and thinking, oh, so wonderful, that's so you know, hilarious. Yeah. I like the funny ones. Yeah. And uh, even though there were some of them pretty low sort of <laughs> comedy acts, but I just thought, oh, what a wonderful thing that would be to be able to entertain for a living. And yet, I was a very shy kid. Right. We, we would put on concerts in the backyard and ban all the adults. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Good uh, idea. Uh, yeah, so I'd, um, I'd organise who was going to do what. And I'd produce the thing and maybe do something myself, get my brothers to collect the pennies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most important. That's the most important job. Yeah, it was. But uh, So I always had an interest in it. And I think it's a thing you see in kids anyway. I wasn't a show-off, mm-hmm. but I could, um, I could make people laugh by sending up the teachers and doing caricatures of them. That's why I was always out in the hall. Yeah. <laughs> Bad behaviour. You, you would have been unreal to go to school with, there's no doubt about it. Um, so, um, but this is, I guess, it's self-expression, Nolene, which comes from an artistic bent and... Uh, you must have had that in you from a young age. Yes, and there was absolutely nobody else in the family who had that uh, uh, ability or really interest. Although, you know, my brother, one of my brothers has been a mad uh, student of drama, mm. but just from an audience point of view, you know. Mm. So uh, I don't know where it came from. I had, uh, luckily I worked in the library, as I told you, where there was a, a small theatre not far away. Right called the Pocket Playhouse. Yeah. And my boss encouraged me to try out for that theatre because she'd seen you know, my interest. I joined a musical society and uh, had you know, just sang in the chorus, which I found a bit boring, <laughs> and went on, uh, did a couple of things at New Theatre, which was uh, fascinating, yeah. uh, in the Waterside Workers' Federation Hall. And uh, then I found my proper place, which was... Uh, the Pocket Playhouse. So they did shows for children on a Saturday and shows for adults on Friday and Saturday. I think we might have played Sunday as well. So weekends were full of performing, uh, you know, different characters during the daytime and the nighttime. So it was a pretty good blooding. Yeah. You, have you have you looked back in the family tree, Nolene, to see if there's a, a great great grandmother or a great great grandfather Seamus or something that was involved in acting because it must have come from somewhere. I am the only one, I can promise you, because I'm a keen <laughs> uh, a genealogist yeah. and as far as I know there's nobody in the family. They all used to get around the piano and sing Yeah, yeah. Um, but everybody did that. 
Yeah. Uh, my father had the worst voice in the world, <laughs> but he really wanted to sing, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, no, nobody else. Wow. Um, I mean, I used to put on puppet shows behind the couch for... I don't, I don't know what that says about me, but anyhow. <laughs> Did you keep your puppets? Well, yeah, until I grew up. <laughs> uh, although I do have a, a doll that my mother gave me when I was two years old. My brothers also got identical dolls, but they chewed theirs up. Mine I still have, so yes, amazing. What sort of doll was this? Well, it's a plastic rubber or something, doll whose name became Billy, and uh, Billy had his, has had his fingers chewed off and... Uh, one, we had to go to a, a toy doctor in Collins Street, Melbourne, to replace his legs <laughs> <laughs> in 1965. <laughs> so anyhow, he's still alive. He'll probably outlive me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> now, I, 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 I guess so, politics was something in the 60s too, Nolene, that things began to change there, just like the fashion. Well, it, when I was a young person, you know, Menzies was such a fixture, mm. um, I was quite keen to get rid of him because <laughs> he'd been there so long. Yeah. And uh, so I, I did uh, develop an interest in uh, politics. Good on you. Um, in the 50s, probably the late 50s was when mm-hmm. I was really interested in because I could see that it was pretty boring. Yeah. Um, and uh, Australia was a comfortable place, but it wasn't really exciting. Yeah, too comfortable. Mm, mm. Very Anglo, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but then shortly after that, the uh, suburb I lived in became a haven for um, refugees and um, immigrants. Right. So it changed its nature completely. What and suburb I was, excited. was that? What suburb Sorry? was what suburb was that? Stanmore. So oh, right. it's uh, five. Uh, it used to be five miles from the GPO. Yeah. So it's quite close to the city. And you became and invigorated by this uh, I- absolutely. influx. Absolutely. Everything changed. Yep, yep. The, you know, the food, the smell of the food in the backyards. People yep. were uh, cooking their lamb and rosemary. and Oh, fantastic. And it did. We um, communicated as well, uh, you know, as well as we could because there wasn't a lot of English mm. with these people in those days. Mm-hmm. But they used to... Uh, swap veggies with my mum and that sort of thing. And Beautiful. We, uh, you know, I could see that this was better than going somewhere and having grey uh, <laughs> English food. <laughs> Potatoes, <laughs> veggies and chops or something. It's... Oh, yeah, even worse. I can remember um, something, steak and kidney. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't have a pie. <laughs> it had wet mashed potato. Oh, it was so bad. And the beans <laughs> must have been cooked for about... Oh, an hour or two? My grandmother must have cooked them. (laughs) (laughs) My mum was a great cook, I'm glad to say, but uh, we ate some terrible food when we went out. Please don't send me there. (laughs) I have to eat porridge. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My grandmother used to to, to boil beans and and, and vegetables until the colour was all gone. They were grey, yep. (laughs) And if they wanted them green, they used to put... I don't know what it was, some sort of uh, acid or something. Yeah, yeah that's right. The colour. There it is, and it's good for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's incredible. And look, um, we're the same because I know uh, we were in Melbourne school in the mid 60s, primary school or whatever, and yes. the influx of Italians and Greeks, and the food was. And who would go back to the pre days before that? That's right. I remember Graham Kennedy talking about getting an Italian into the family <laughs> and married one of his aunts or something. And he said, 
suddenly food went from grey to red. <laughs> <laughs> Magnificent. And uh, Kennedy was a big part of the 60s. Oh, gosh, yes. He was, you know, definitely the king. I mean, how he could do what he did. Yeah. Just come off radio working oh. with Nicky as a sidekick. Yeah, Nicky, uh, Nicky, who was that, Nicky? Oh, God. What's Nicky's last name? Um... The breakfast show they used to do, Nicky and... Oh, hang is, on, I'll have to Is it N-I-double-K-I? Uh, I think it probably was spelled that way. I'll just ask Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here somewhere. yeah. We're not doing this live on radio. No, 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 that's right. That's okay. right. I'll, I'll see if I can find him. Cool. Oh, Nicky, uh, Graham and Nicky, what was Nicky's name? Thinking, thinking, You're thinking, thinking, tick, 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 tick. <laughs> Uh, we're just going to the um, the, the source here. Yes. Not Graham, but, no, right, uh, right. uh, but it was N I double K I or Y, Tony? Y. Yeah, N -I thanks. N I double K Y. Want to spell it correctly? Yeah, cool. Yeah. No, okay. So, um, so with that, um, he just called himself Nicky, Tony. Saying, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it that way. That's yeah. fine. And so, for you, I guess. The Mavis Bramston show was something that was quite similar to Graham Ken Kennedy would have loved that, I guess. Um, well, we didn't see each other's shows, of course, because mm. we were working and you didn't have videotape. No, that's right. There's no way you could <laughs> see each other's show. We just knew of each other. Yeah. And, of course, he was in Melbourne and we were in Sydney. Yeah. So the only time I saw Graham was at various uh, functions. I saw him at... Don Lane had a, a, a function, like a, a cocktail party in the afternoon mm. at his house in mm. Four Clues. Right. And Graham was there and I was there. And I was so keen to meet Graham, as, as you, you know, would be. Yeah. Meet the king. But I could see that Graham would rather be sticking pins in his eyes. He's what? what? Being at this party. He would? He, well, he, he'd rather stick pins in his eyes oh, than be at the party because <laughs> he hated large gatherings. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I sensed that, and I think I probably just dropped a curtsy and moved <laughs> on. Uh, but we became very, uh, very close during the making of um, Blankety Blanks. Yes, of course, and I remember yeah. seeing that too, um, again, as a, a, an 18 or 19-year-old. And, and then have you, you worked so well together. We did work well together. And we were all auditioned um, in a, a strange motel in uh, Artarman. Yeah. I, didn't, I was just there to test for a show. Mm. And uh, I didn't know, you know, I knew it was going to be a, a, a jokey quiz show. Mm. That's all I knew. Mm. Till, you know, we'd done a bit of rehearsal with someone standing in for the host. And then in came the host and it was Graham. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was going, oh, I'm going to be working with Graham Tony. <laughs> yeah. I'm really good at it. You know, <laughs> yeah. And if he likes me. Yeah. So for some reason we just clicked. Yeah, well, it was, it was something that, that came together and you probably, you may have subconsciously sensed something good was going to happen from that because it did for sure. Um, you were talking about politics before, which is included in the book, um, Living the 60s. Yeah. Um, as the 60s progressed, there became more of a focus on self-expression as being... And, of course, with the expression, once the artistic side of Australia started expressing itself, there was no stopping it. That's right. Uh, I, I don't think it was ever really encouraged by uh, employers that we should pay actors. 
I don't think they liked that at all. <laughs> but it, it, was, uh, it was becoming clear that Australians were enjoying seeing their own stars. Mm. You know, speaking their, you know, it, with their own accents on television. Mm. Because uh, before that, everyone had to pretend to be um, British, if they were going to the ABC, <laughs> yes, that's or, right. or mid-Atlantic, if they were working, you know, with a vaguely American accent, yeah. if they were on um, uh, <clears throat> commercial television. But, you know, now things have changed so much. People really love their uh, performers and, um, you know, they, they do go and see films with Australian actors in them. It's, it's all changed. It's been a slow process, but mm. it all started to happen then. Because, you know, in the 60s, we used to have to actually go overseas to be recognised as uh, an important person or, or a real actor, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, that's they, right. must, they must be a real actor that worked in England. Yes, that's right. Uh, like um, the guy that came back to do Homicide. Um, uh, Not he, Leonard Teal. No, yeah. um, he was playing the boss in Homicide. But anyhow, I know Charles Tingle, Bud Tingle. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, of course, Bud had been there for years. Yeah, yeah. 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 I just think with, um, with acting too, you, you would have realised this perhaps, uh, Nolene, you grew as a person through that. Uh, yes, it's, it, it, I did in a way. I, I, I became, you know, a, a, an actor, I suppose, but I also mm. became uh, very much an Australian person mm. because I did the overseas experience. Mm. And I thought, you know, when I went over there, of course I'm going to stay in England and work. But I was so lonely and so sad yep. and would follow Australians just to hear them talking in the tube <laughs> or something like that. I thought, no, I want to go back home. And um, somebody said to me, you're in the vanguard. And I thought, oh, that was an old car. <laughs> but I know, <laughs> I know a, yeah. what they were talking about. Yeah. I wanted to be an actor in my own country. Yeah, well done, and we're glad you did. My brothers and I always thought you had a lot of spunk because you just you were so Australian and you were so sharp and still are, obviously, and um, and we commend you for that. One of the great all all time Australian actors. You, you, I guess family life was something in the sixties, also, Nolene, that underwent a transformation um, with women working. I know our mum, dad, and mum split up, so mum was working two jobs to to carry us through. Oh, yeah. And she was great. So I always had a lot of admiration for women doing that. And it's just a wonder it took so bloody long, really, for women to um, be able to go out and do work and, and be some sort of independence, which, of course, Gough Whitlam encouraged when he came along politically through the yes, Labour. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. I was very pleased to be, you know, a part of that, uh, mm. uh, that push to get Gough uh, installed in yeah, good on Parliament you. because I was a great fan of his and... He was a shy person like Graham. It's funny to believe that, but he, he was shy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I thought that he was a, a chance for Australia to uh, to grow, and yeah. I think that that's what happened. Yeah. He actually it he did, tragically, yeah. of course, but uh, in a way that was uh, a growing thing as well. We'd never want that to happen again. No, very, very well said, Noel. And, and I think, um, to his credit... It was a bit of a shambolic end to the proceedings, yeah. but but to his credit, on the plus side, 
he did install many things that gave Australians a sense of belief in themselves. He certainly did, and all of the people sitting in Parliament at the moment benefited <laughs> because they all got their free education. <laughs> yes, that's right. Although you wonder about some of them, whether they've been educated or not. But Wasted. <laughs> <laughs> and I want my money back. Oh, it's uh, a, f- a funny old world in politics at the moment, isn't it? Isn't it? It's quite, quite, and uh, you know, we need, we need something. We need some spark of, um, uh, uh, I guess, it was funny. You were talking about Menzies, and Bob Hawke was asked yeah. about the Menzies years. What were your views on the Menzies years? And he said, like he said, too long. Uh, well, that's how I felt. <laughs> that sums up my chapter in the nineteen <laughs> Too bloody long. <laughs> Move over, Red Rover. <laughs> so, so, so it, by the late 60s, we were speaking about this before, when there had been underwent, music had changed dramatically, family life was in the midst of a big upheaval, and, of course, I think the 1969 elections with Gorton, was Gorton, and he just won, I think, over Whitlam. Just won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very, very close. And that's the story of Don's party, of course, the, the, um, that's the play right. in the movie. Yeah. Everyone's, you know, having a great party because they think they're in. They know they're going to be in. <laughs> or during the night, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It's like, I don't know how many of those Don's parties I've been to <laughs> where you think, oh, it's all going to happen tonight. <laughs> and Tony and I, my husband and I, mm. sat down recently to watch... Um, the American elections, yeah. and we had a glass of wine, and we were waiting there to have a giggle to see Donald Trump kicked out. <laughs> he went, oh. after a few minutes, oh, damn, he's in. <laughs> no. Couldn't believe No, 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 I know. A friend of mine who uh, li- lives in America texted me and said, I'm worried, Greg, and I, and I said, nah. I said, no, it's just, the, the, nah, the numbers are coming in from the wrong states. You'll be, everything will be right, eh? Yeah. <laughs> oh. But um, also, finally, I think, Nolene, uh, fashion in the 60s was something quite elegant, like, yeah, like I guess we have um, homes, architecture, etc. seem to have some, but fashion was, it, 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 it was... It, it was so, yeah, I mean, it was great. It was great growing up in the 60s as a kid because women wore such wonderful fashion. Well, it, it went, as I said, from very ladylike stuff, uh, but very glamorous. Yeah. You know, glamour was, um, that's what we're all about, and a lot of makeup and a lot of hair pieces and everything, but went from that sort of rather prim-looking glamorous thing to anything goes at the end. <laughs> that's right. And that, that's the bit I like because... Uh, everyone could throw away their um, uh, underwear if they wish. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, right. And, yeah. you know, men and women could wear the same clothes. Yeah, actually, that's right. I was saying, I was uh, likening it to, I guess, as a youngster, uh, women had so much mystery to me and yeah. the way they dressed and everything was so lovely. And, and then during the, by the time the late 60s came around, I was 13 or 14, and I was starting to go to some of these things where women were throwing their underwear away, away maybe. And so things became less mysterious, as they yeah. do, but, but it was a, a magnificent point in, in fashion in the 60s. Oh, I think so. That, that whole decade, uh, it went from, um, as I say, quite prim but, but glamorous, to this really relaxed, um, and I think that was even more colourful and more glamorous to me. Maybe that's because I believe that's probably 
of time I felt more comfortable yep. wearing, uh, you know, long dresses were in yep. and uh, long hair and long everything, yeah. <laughs> long weekends. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> classic. It was, yeah, no, a magnificent time. And I, I guess, um, how old was I, 15 or 16 when Germaine, Germaine Greer came to prominence and, and loved her? Yes, well, Germaine was, I always think of her um, as, you know, the hippie side of uh, the 60s. Mm. But I would have met her very early on in the 60s when she was a student. Right. Uh, but she was a performer as well. And mm. uh, uh, she was a, 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 a glamorous chick and uh, much loved by many men in Australia. <laughs> yeah, she's absolutely fantastic. I had a crush on her when I was about 15. But um, the thing was, I thought, how, how good it was to hear uh, women having the strength to speak up Oh, gosh, yes, because at that t same time, I had a um, maiden aunt, as we used to call them, yeah. um, and she went. She wanted to buy a house so she could look after her parents. She was working, right. earning a good living, and, she, and, and houses were not as expensive as they are now. <laughs> she went to the bank and they said, oh, no, we couldn't lend you money because you haven't got a man to... You know, uh, you're not married or whatever. And I thought that was preposterous. Uh, anyway, she sold some shares and she bought the house cash. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Stick that up your jumper, thank you very yeah, much. There's a bit of that, yes. yeah. No, that's but right. the difference was, ten years later, in the 70s, I was able to get a loan as a single woman, not only a single woman, an actor, yeah, and get well. a loan to buy a house. Yeah, you, you've done so much and it was a great achievement. But I think... Um, as once again um, witnessing what Mum went through when she was bringing us up, became aware that there was a lot of a lot of walls that were put up by um, the conservative side of life, uh, yeah. which which were coming down gradually. And I always, um, as I said, it was a breeding ground for knowing that women could and were possible of achieving anything, and uh, and so it was a good a good thing to do. But, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I just love women from an early age anyhow, so, yeah. Well, we did have to pull a few barriers down, even things like going into a, a public um, bar, yeah. you know. Uh, all the men in the room would turn around and look at you, and it was, you were asked to leave or whatever. There was a tiny little area for women to sit in, or, or your husband would bring you a beer out while oh. you were sitting in the car. Oh, goodness. So it was really, really bad, and people chained themselves to bars and all sorts of things uh, to make a point. It must have been ludicrous for you to, to go through that yourself with, um, with such... Um, I mean, you're an intelligent person and you're an artistic person, and you just wanted to express yourself and for appreciation. It must have been hard to see women being shackled by the expectations of people that weren't women. Well, it, it always seemed to me extraordinary because I always believed that uh, people were born equal mm. and should have equal rights, even as a really young child. Yeah, good on you. So just something that would have come from my parents, I suppose. Mm. But uh, we're all born equal, and that used to astound me sure. when they say, oh, no, women can't come in here wearing pants, for oh, <laughs> So I took mine off. Oh. <laughs> Not my underpants. Yeah, but, no, uh, that's right. I was right. wearing slacks with a, a jacket over the top, so I just removed the pants and walked in. Classic. 
classic. <laughs> that reminds me of the time I was up in Queensland and um, the drinking age at the time for Queensland pubs was 21 and I'd come yes. from Melbourne where it was 18. Yes. So I was 19 or something in the pub and this copper comes in and he goes, um, how old are you, son? I said, 19, proudly, you know, thinking, no worries. Yeah. He said, the age here is 21. I don't know where you come from. He said, put down that beer and, and get out. So I said, I looked at him, and you wonder where you get this from sometimes. I looked at him, took the beer and started drinking. I said, as soon as I finish this, I'll be gone. <laughs> That's gorgeous. Uh, and he let you do it. He let me do it. Uh, good, good luck to him. <laughs> yeah. But there were stupid laws. Do you remember you had to drive for a long way before you could get a beer on a Sunday? Yeah. You had to be from... Verified uh, traveller or something. Verified traveller. <laughs> and I went to this place uh, with some friends, and it was it was at Windsor or somewhere, a long way out of town. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, you, know, you had to sign your name in the book and your address. Long way to and go for a beer. And as I was signing my name, I could see that everyone was called Donald Duck. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Phone call for Mr Duck. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> Windsor, that's a long way to go for a beer, Nolan. Yeah, well, that's all you could do in those days. But I remember we had a similar experience when we had friends from Adelaide come over to Melbourne and uh, the pubs were all closed unless you're a bona fide traveller, but they knocked us back a couple of times. We had to go to Pizza Hut and eat a pizza for some beer. Oh, that's a bad pizza too, Pizza Hut. <laughs> yeah, oh. We, oh, no, we had... No, it was a bad night, but anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Um, Nolene, it's been an absolute pleasure. Lovely talking to you too.